one second, on my knee, holding the ring. And you're like, yes. And the next second, I look down at my hand again, and there's nothing in it. And we're on this cliff face, so I'm like, it's gone. This isn't coming back. Welcome back to Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach, and I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when things work out. If you've been here a while, if you're new, hello. I am so excited to be here. Today, we have a special episode and a very special guest. Also, if we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you are more than welcome to slide into my DMs and shoot me a message. You can find me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I share dating tips every single day, so you can get a lot more on Instagram in addition to this podcast. I am really excited to share our engagement story with you today. But first, I want to talk about Valentine's Day for a minute because that is right around the corner. Look, I'm pretty lukewarm on Valentine's Day, but I know a lot of people care about it. And I know this because when I posted on Instagram last week, the folks might have to verbalize what they want from their partner on Valentine's Day. People came for me in the comments. I had no idea people would get so upset at the idea of explicitly saying what they want from their partner on Valentine's Day. Many people agreed with me too, obviously, but I was really shocked at their response. I still stand by my original advice, even after reading so many comments that basically said, everyone knows what Valentine's Day is and a real man would plan a date and give you a gift without you asking. Oh boy. Oh boy. I have some bad news for you. Not discussing what you expect on holidays, birthdays, and anniversaries, including super commercial holidays like Valentine's Day and Christmas, is a recipe for disappointment. My take on this is that it's better to get on the same page about what you expect and want on these holidays so your partner can get it right for you and you won't be disappointed because otherwise, if you don't talk about it, you're basically testing them, leaving them in the dark, and setting them up for getting it completely wrong, which would lead to a not-so-fun conversation. Wouldn't you rather to have a f- just a fun Valentine's Day or Christmas or birthday if you actually talk through what you want? Communicating what you want in a relationship is not doing the work for them. They still have to do it and follow through. They still have to think about it and put the effort in, but it's just setting them up for success. You're on the same team, okay? Don't test your partner. Expectations are just unverbalized needs, right? And yes, it's sad to think there are some American men out there who are completely oblivious to Valentine's Day, but let's not let their awareness of this Hallmark holiday make or break your relationship if one simple conversation would have gotten the point across. Anyway, I encourage you to get on the same page as your partner about Valentine's Day. You can ask, hey, how do you feel about Valentine's Day to start the conversation? They're either going to say they're into it, they're indifferent, or they don't like it. And then you can be like, Well, I'm into it, and it would be so nice if you planned a date for us or brought me flowers. Boom. Done. I told Johnny last year that I love those crappy chocolate boxes from CVS, like with like dogs on them, and that's what he gave me, and I was so happy. He also planned a date for us, which we had discussed ahead of time, and it was so fun. I get it. If you're thinking, well, if he really cared about me, he'd get me a gift, and I don't have to ask, listen... That's not necessarily the case. Someone can care about you and not be aware that you value Valentine's Day. They might not be aware that you value gifts, or maybe they don't value gifts, therefore they don't even think of it. 
It doesn't mean they're a bad person or partner. They're just different than you. So please, for the sake of good conversation and your relationship, touch base that Valentine's Day. I really had to get that out. Okay, so we are talking about getting engaged, which is very romantic. It's a big milestone. And Johnny will come on later to share how he did it and more about the ring shopping process. But first, I want to say that while this is in no way the end of the road, this is just the end of the dating chapter, right? Of course, we have every intention of to keep dating each other and keep getting to know each other. But we took our commitment to the next level, and it's been so fun to take you along this journey. Seriously, thank you so much for following this journey. I started the Dating Intentionally Instagram account about five months before I met Johnny, and I started this podcast just as we were getting to know each other. I think I shared my first episode the week we became official or something like that. So if you've been following along from the very beginning or if you just jumped in, thank you. Thank you so much. I want my story to be an inspiration for you. And if you feel like, wow, here's another person who got engaged. When is it going to be my turn? I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I have felt that way so many times before, and it's so valid. It's hard to hear about other success or wins in any area of life sometimes. And it's hard to not think, well, why hasn't that happened for me yet? So if you're feeling this way, there's no shame in that. It's important to remember that one person's happiness doesn't mean that you have less. It's also important to remember that this was no accident. I did a ton of work on myself. I took the dating process very seriously, and I wanted to find someone that I believe will be by my side for the rest of my life. So I hope that you don't compare your journey to mine. And remember that I spent a shit ton of time and energy dating more than what's realistic for most people, and I do recognize that. Anyway, I want my story to show you that you can meet amazing people on the dating apps and off. There are still good folks out there. I started dating intentionally to help you enjoy the dating process more and help you dial in what you're looking for so you can actually find it. Even though I'm engaged, I have every intention of continuing this mission. Okay, so if you're new, I want to share a little bit more about how we got here just to catch you up. Johnny and I met on Hinge in late 2022. We started with four virtual dates because he was in the process of moving to Seattle. Then we met in real life in August. By September of that year, we were official and I wasn't seeing anyone else. We said, I love yous in October. I said it first. We took our first international trip in November and we went to Italy and it was incredible. We met each other's families in December of 2022, which would have happened sooner, but our families weren't local. And then at that point, he asked me if I wanted to move in with him. So... In spring 2023, we started having bigger conversations about engagement, marriage, marriage, kids, and that whole timeline. And that was about nine months in. In May, he asked me to start collecting ring photos. And in June, we rented an apartment together and we moved from Seattle to California in July. Moving into both of us meant that we had every intention of getting engaged and married. This was a year after we met. It's important. It was important to Johnny that we lived together for a while before really making that decision, and I was fine with it as long as we got engaged within a year of living together. So after three months of living together, it was pretty clear that this was it. We talked more about our engagement and marriage timelines as well. Then in December, we went ring shopping, and he proposed exactly at the one year and a half mark in our relationship in January a few weeks ago. And then I proposed back. Don't worry, we're going to share the whole story, but I want to talk about why and how I proposed to Johnny. I've always wanted to do my own proposal, even since before I met Johnny. For one thing, I don't get why a woman wears a ring and a guy doesn't when they're engaged. I want people to know he's taken too. 
you know? It just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't care about traditions, to be honest. And the other thing was like, while I totally trusted that Johnny would come up with an amazing way to propose to me, which he did, I wanted to do the same for him. I really believe that relationships are a two-way street. He asked for my hand in marriage. Why can't I ask for his too, even though it's implied? I love being able to give him a ring. I went with a ring that's not a traditional wedding band because engagement rings just aren't a thing for men, but there are a lot of options out there. I went with a ring that's not a traditional wedding band because engagement rings aren't really a thing for men, but there are many options out there. They just look like wedding bands. He's still going to pick his own wedding band officially. His engagement ring, in my mind, was more of a symbol and something more temporary that he could wear until we get married. I'll link where I got it from in the show notes below. I guessed on his ring size and was only a quarter size off, which was very lucky, and I'm happy that the guy I got the ring from is going to resize it. I had other ideas about what to give him when I proposed, like a watch, but then I kept hearing that a watch was bad luck. Have you heard this? I'm I'm not very superstitious, but I didn't want to chance it with this one. <laughs> Apparently, a watch symbolizes running out of time. I don't know. If you're thinking of proposing to your man, do whatever you think you'd like. I knew Johnny would be happy if I proposed because we joked about it a lot, and I even asked him at one point what his ideal proposal would be since he asked me. I'm glad I took his temperature on it because I'm sure there are some guys out there who just wouldn't be as into it, and that's fine too. The cool thing about relationships is you can do whatever you want and whatever makes sense for you and your partner. You don't have to follow anyone's rules or traditions. You can do whatever aligns with your values. Reciprocity is something I value, so giving Johnny a ring made total sense to me. I love seeing him wear it too. I didn't really care either way if he wore it. I just knew I wanted to propose with something to symbolize the commitment. It's really nice that he wears it and shows it off to people. So I'm going to bring Johnny in now and he's going to talk about the ring shopping process and how he proposed. Let's do it. Johnny, I just have to say this is really bringing me back to our first date. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, I'm an author too. Let me get the book. We're just recreating our first date. For listeners, we are currently doing this on Zencaster in separate rooms on video. Johnny is at his bookcase grabbing both of our books, our published works, <laughs> and it comes full circle. You're a published author? Yep. <laughs> wow. I said the story already, but we our first meeting was virtual like this, and here we are telling our engagement story. It's kind of wild. Well, there is, there is one difference, of course. What's the difference? I wasn't actually in the same house as you during our first video call. You were in a completely different state. Actually, you were in this town, though, were you not? Uh, yeah, actually, I was uh, like a block away, one or two blocks away. You were <laughs> a thousand miles away. That's true. I was. Okay. So at this point, I think we should just give them the story of how this amazing proposal went down. I would love to hear your version and then I'll jump in with mine after. Okay. All right. Where should I start is the real question. Let's say we're waking up. It's January 14th. Okay. So that that morning we woke up. See, it doesn't start the morning of, though. It actually starts a couple of days before that. Okay. Start there. You, at one point that weekend, we're not going to even be in town because you were going to be dog sitting. And that was going back and forth down to like the wire. And so that weekend I was like, 50-50, I'm either going to propose or she's literally not going to be around at all. And then I think it was Friday night or something that you found out you were definitely not dog sitting. And I was like, okay, it's on. And <laughs> also at the same time, I look outside right now, it's raining. And it's been like 
a very wet January here in California. I didn't know the weather until also like a couple of days before. I had a couple ideas about when things could happen and where they could happen. All the stars needed to align, which they did on that fateful day. And so <laughs> it was going to be good weather. You weren't going to be out of town dog watching. And so that week I had planted the seed. And I was like, let's go to Santa Cruz, go have some fun. And you were right. like, yeah, sounds great. We've done that before. This is a totally normal thing to ask me. I'm not freaking out about getting engaged. That's true. I, at that point, that was definitely my thought process. Yeah. In fact, I think even more than that, you were like, it's not going to happen because not only had I told you we should go to Santa Cruz, but I also explicitly just lied to you and said, <laughs> it, well, let me take that back a little bit. You asked me, is it going to happen this month? And I looked in your eyes and I said, you know, it might not happen this month. I know. And I really did die a little inside. <laughs> Immediately crestfallen. But you know what I didn't say was, but it might happen this month still. Anyway, so we have whole thing set up. We were going to go. So morning of, you know, we just got up and went. There wasn't nothing interesting. We went to a coffee shop, had some breakfast, went to a bookstore, found your this very book that you again wrote was in the bookstore right where you left it the last time you signed it. Thank you for promoting um, my cookbook, the Workweek Lunch yes, Cookbook. Yes, that's Workweek Lunch <laughs> Cookbook by Talia Coran. Bookstore is near you in Santa Cruz. <laughs> you will find a signed author copy. Okay. And then after that, what happened? We went to the farmer's market, bought you some bagels. Very important. You love Very important. Bagels. Need the bagels. And then you were like, let's go check out the ocean. And I was like, now let's go check out the ocean on the other side of town which is closer to where I previously lived like 10 years ago now. You wanted to check out the West Cliffs. Why did you want to go to the West Cliffs? Yeah, so West Cliff, uh, like I said, it's like nearby where I lived more than 10 years ago now. And recently, again, it's been very wet uh, mm -hmm. January in California and part of the cliff like literally fell into the ocean. And I'd seen a little bit of like news footage of some drone flying over it. I was like, whoa, that's why literally the roads fall into the ocean. I used to walk there all the time. So I want to go see it because I actually wanted to go see it. Uh-huh. Um, but before that happened, I'd been thinking that would be a good area because, you know, you love the water, there's some trees, there's some sand, mm -hmm. everything the body needs. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a yeah. coastline. It's great. I was thinking about the pictures you would want. And then I took those pictures later, but that's getting ahead. And so we're there. We parked nearby we're walking along we saw the destruction it was not awe-inspiring it's like oh the road just fell in cool <laughs> it was it was cool and so there we are walking along and you know it's a beautiful sunny day every single bench along the cliff is taken by some obnoxiously happy looking couple you know <laughs> young and in love the nerve <laughs> i know and so we're walking and i have i'm like wearing a coat and I definitely don't need to be wearing a coat because it's a sunny day. Uh, but, you know, I'm hiding a ring box. And so we're walking along. We walk like a mile or so. And I'm like, I'm going to start sweating. Every single bench is taken. What is going on? But eventually I'm like, all oh, right, I guess we should turn around. And so we turn around and almost immediately somebody gets up off a bench. And you're like, hey, we should sit down on this bench. And I was like, you know, that's a genius <laughs> idea. We should sit down on that bench. <laughs> And so we do. And, but then again, there's these two people, you know, right next to the bench, staring at the ocean like it's beautiful or something. I know, right? Again, like, what the, what the heck? I'm nervous. <laughs> these people didn't they know what I was trying to do. 
So we're there and we're hanging out. We took some pictures and you were like, all right, let's go. And I was like, no, no, I'm still having a good time sitting here sweating in this jacket, waiting for these two people to leave. <laughs> and so eventually they leave and I was like, oh, cool. We should go down there and check it out. And so we walk basically up onto this cliff face and it's nice. And we look around and you're like, all right, let's go. Well, you were taking pictures of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you again were like, you should take pictures of me. And I was like, that's a great idea. Um, genius. <laughs> I'm so predictable. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, took a bunch of pictures. And then you were like ready to leave. And I was like, well, actually, since we're here, maybe we should do this. And so I proposed and you said yes. And then I was trying to put the ring on your finger and you like throw your hands up in surprise and excitement and you slap the ring out of my hand. And so they were on the cliff face. One second, I'm on, a knee, my, on my knee holding the ring. You're like, yes. And the next second, I look down at my hand again, and there's nothing in it. And we're on this cliff face, so I'm like, it's gone. This isn't coming back. I'll uh, <laughs> hire a diver, because that'll be cheaper than buying another ring. But you, apparently, once you saw the ring, you could never let it go out of your sight ever again, because you tracked no. it into this bush. And you were like, it's right there. And we had it back within, I mean, probably like three seconds. Yes. And so, yeah, then we uh, got it on your finger securely, welded it on there so it would not come off again. And uh, then we left. And then we went to a winery after we drank some wine in the Redwoods. And then we told no one until the next day. Yes. I love hearing you tell a story. I would say the details I would want to add is when we were walking along the cliffs, like after we did our normal routine in Santa Cruz, I could tell you were being really stiff, but I really, I just didn't think much of it, but I could tell like now in retrospect, like you were kind of stiff. And then I could tell like on the bench also, I'm like, he's being a little stiff right now. This is different. And then yes, when I, when you got down on one knee on the, on the cliff side there, which was a perfect spot, I it could, couldn't be more perfect. I thought you were joking because oh, that's you right. Had... You did say like four times. You're like, this is a joke. This is. A joke. I'm like, nope. This is this is real. This is yeah, actually because, happening. But right you know now. why? Because you would pretend to get down on one knee frequently throughout the last few months. But did I get actually get down on the knee? No. Okay. By the time it was happening, I knew it was for real because I knew you had the ring. Obviously, a part of me was just like, he's just fucking with me right now. <laughs> Like, and then yes, in my excitement, I did knock the ring out of your hands. And I, I just remember be, my, and what went through my head was like, oh my God, people are, there are people who could see us and they were cheering for us. True. And yeah. I like went, I like bent down to get this, the ring out of the little shrubbery there. <laughs> and I'm like, do they know that what just happened? Like, I, I just like a thought, I, I crossed my mind. Like, did they see me do this? <laughs> I just want to know. Kind of saw them. Like I was on my knee up close to you and then they were cheering and I could kind of see them. Out of I only heard eye. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were behind you. And like, I could kind of see them. And then that whole fiasco happened. And I don't know what happened to them. That was the longest moment of my life where like, I saw the ray like out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, I think it went over here. It was there. It was fine. It's beautiful. Like the minute I saw it, I was kind of just in shock of like, wow, like, it's so beautiful. You nailed it. And then yes, taking us to the winery after was amazing. An amazing moment that I will never forget. And I really appreciate how much thought you put into it. It was exactly what we talked about, like in a, in a really gorgeous setting, but like not with a ton of people around. And the pictures came out amazing. Even though you didn't have a photographer, we snapped some selfies and I love them. No, they came out really good. Yeah. When I was thinking about where to do it, I was like, well, she needs the photo, obviously. 
after Santa Cruz and that amazing moment, we spent, like you said, we took the day to ourselves. Then the next day we told our family. And so I had a ring for you. I ordered it in the beginning of November and it came in the beginning of December and I had this ring for you. And I was definitely tempted to give it to you before, but I waited and you're holding it up. It's it's a great ring. Uh, we'll talk about it more later. But <laughs> while I knew you were thinking about planning something for me, I was thinking about planning something for you. And on the day you proposed to me, like 10 minutes before you proposed, I decided that I wanted to even the playing field because I was so tired of uh, waiting. <laughs> and I decided to reveal that I had a ring for you. Right. And that moment was so wild for me. I because know. I was sitting there just like, does she know this is about to happen right now? Like, is she just like responding? I think we have a brainwave sometimes. Like you and I are just very much on, like you often say things I'm thinking. It's pretty cool. So I think, yes, I decided at that moment, like, you know what? I was even saying, I think this would be a great place to propose. I think I said yeah, that to literally you. Said that I was like, are you trolling me right now? Do you know <laughs> this is about to happen? But it's true. I we do, you know. It. Yeah. We, so we you were finish you were each th- other's. Sentences? Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Ah, <laughs> now I'm trolling you. No, I did reveal to you that you had a ring and your reaction was very subdued. And you're not necessarily the most expressive person with big reactions, but it was definitely less of a reaction than I thought it would be. And I think it's because you were trying to muster up the courage <laughs> to propose yeah, to me, Yeah, I was me, like right? literally like proposing in the next two minutes and you're like, let me drop this bomb on you. And I was just like, that's great. <laughs> i don't know what i said but i was like wow okay <laughs> yeah you you said the right thing like i was satisfied with your response because i also know like you're not i don't expect a big response from you most of the time so i was like okay like cool now he knows and now he knows he's gonna he has to wait for it to haha like you know yeah everything you said to me at that time was like literally i was like i will process that later i'm not <laughs> listening to what you're saying I was in a different world of thought. Why do you think you get nervous even though you you knew I'd say yes? Uh, I mean, the same reason you get nervous for everything in life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I give a lot of like talks to groups of people and I'm not afraid of, hello, internet audience. I'm not afraid of talking to many people, mm-hmm. even in public and like person. But like you still get nervous before like, you know, you can trip walking up to the podium. She could slap the ring out of your hand. It could fly into the ocean. <laughs> Like, there's just little things for like, yeah, once you get into it, it's fine. But just going into it, it's always going to be a little nervous. So I had this ring for you. You knew. And I wanted to plan something for you as well. And my idea, I had several ideas. And some ideas I'm not revealing to you because I want to sh- save them for another time. Um, I, I think even though we have we are engaged, we shouldn't stop surprising each other. I guess my best idea, my front run idea was, re- was to propose to you in Napa. We had this trip plan that I planned way before you even bought the ring or anything, I think, or like just before we knew we would be getting engaged in January or whatever. And I'm like, okay, we're going to Napa. I guess this is a good time to maybe uh, pop the question. I had this whole plan of doing it in the hotel room. And I had this idea of giving you a book of some of our photos that we had taken in the last year and a half. I called it volume one because I want to make more. I had this book made by a company called Mixed Book. You know, I thought the idea would be like, okay, I'm going to give him the book. I'm maybe going to use a question card. Maybe I'll write a sweet note in there and give you the ring. Unfortunately, those plans got canceled <laughs> because our our dog got sick and that's fine. And I ended up doing it the same thing just at home. 
when we were cozy, having a cozy weekend in, in and uh, it ended up being great. And honestly, I was nervous too. Like I wrapped this book for you. I put a little question card in there. Obviously, you knew what was going on, but I was so nervous. Well, why were you nervous? Same reason you were. It's just like, it's a really big question. It's not a question you ask often. <laughs> yeah, I only ask once. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a question for you then. So if like, if Sam Poos, you know, hadn't included that guy had never been up that bench, and I'd walked all the way back to the car and I was like, I guess we'll try again next time. And we had gone to Napa. Would you have proposed first? Were you like waiting or were you just tempted to propose? I was tempted many times, but I wanted to wait because I didn't want to steal your thunder. We had talked about you proposing to me so many times and I just didn't want to put more pressure on you either. Like if I, I felt like if I did it, then you would feel like you need to scramble and like give the ring to me more quickly or just like not, I wanted it to be on your time for mm-hmm. as much as it could be, even though I was pressuring you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like even though I was like up your ass about the plans. That was you yeah. up there? Well, <laughs> well, I'm glad it, glad it all worked out exactly as it should have. I mean, yes. it is a pretty cool ring. I like it. I mean, we were talking about like how it was sent out the ocean and then we went, went to Redwoods afterwards mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was cool. You gave me this cool, it's like mm-hmm. a wooden ring and it's like a matte gray on the outside. So how did you pick that one out? Or like, I don't know. I've never seen a men's engagement ring. Men's engagement rings aren't really a thing. They are truly just wedding bands. So I looked at several different types of bands and I knew that I wanted you to pick out your own. Like giving you a ring was just kind of a symbol. I honestly didn't care if you weren't going to wear it. Like if you decided you wouldn't want to wear it, I wouldn't have been offended. I just wanted to give you something. Some people do like a ring pop, but I wanted to do something that you could keep. (laughs) Glad you did not do a ring pop. Yeah, that's not your vibe. So I looked at different styles and I ended up leaning towards these kind of more rustic looking, more neutral colors. Like there's the, you have like a tungsten black ring and I thought that would be like too much. It's too intense. And then also I thought the, I thought the white gold and the the gold ones just look too much like traditional wedding bands. So this one is just a matte gray stonewash ring with like the wood paneling inside. And I just thought that it was very unique. much just not look like a normal wedding band that I've seen before on that. I just thought it's like you could wear this and it just kind of, it could be like a fashion choice if you were a guy who wore jewelry. You know, that's, it's like a casual, more casual than a proper Uh wedding band to me. I don't know, I haven't looked a little bit, but I haven't decided what I would actually get ultimately. Yeah. And so maybe it'll be something like this or maybe it'll be something else. I have no idea. Yeah, but you have that for now. And I got it from a company called Richter Scale Rings that I definitely recommend. He has a lot of rings. He's on Etsy and I can link it in the show notes. Before it all went down and I had basically convinced you it wasn't going to happen. We talked about the timing a lot and it was like maybe in January. And then at one point, you know, I got it and I was like, okay, now I need to sufficiently throw her way off the trail so she won't know that we're going to like do it this weekend. And again, like, because there were so many things going on, I was like, it might not happen in January. I had no idea. So, but then eventually I decided it was going to happen and we did it obviously, but what was going through your mind when I convinced you it was going to be like later and it was like, you know, February or maybe March. There are two moments that I can think of. So there was one moment I think before the new year where you said that it might happen in March and I felt in that moment just so sad because it's just like I wa- I was so excited for this moment. I've been excited for it for a long time. And I really struggled with that first 
kind of you being like, well, it might happen in March because part of it is also we have a really crazy February. So I knew like, okay, if it didn't happen in January, February is not like for us, we're both traveling so much separately that when yeah. you said it could be March, it seemed realistic because of all these circumstances. Yeah. Not like the one weekend in February that yeah. we're like, oh, it'll either be in January that weekend or later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and also I had my surgery and like I was recovering. So I knew that our Q1 was just slammed. So that was tough. That was a tough moment for me to get through of like accepting that. And my mantra for 2024 is go with the flow. So I had to really lean into that. You know, it's like, Talia, just <laughs> go with the flow, go with Johnny's flow. And just reminding myself that this is going to happen. It's, he's not jerking me around. You know, he's he's not delaying. He's not dragging his feet. It's just- Well, it's really just, you know, thinking about whether I was going to do it or, you know, just <laughs> yeah. run away somewhere yeah. else without you. <laughs> Break up with me. This is what blows my mind is like somehow- you convinced me to get my nails done, which was important to me. And we had discussed that I wanted my nails done when you asked. And you convinced me to get my nails done and convinced me that I'd have that it would be later and I'd probably have to get them done again. How did you do this? What is the sorcery? Well, it's pretty straightforward. You basically reminded me that you wanted to have your nails done. And then you'd be like asking, like, when is it gonna happen? And I'd remember just being like, well, look at your nails. It can't happen until your nails are done. And so that prompted you moments later to run out the door and get your nails done. Okay. Uh, it was a day later, but I did make an appointment like as soon as you said that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay. I had asked you several times. I was like, so what's the window? Because I can't tell you, go get your nails done this weekend. And then, you know, I need some time span. And so I think you had told me like two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, great. And so like you had them done. And then like, we had basically gotten our plans set for the weekend. But again, your dog watching was going back and forth. And I was like, that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just throw you off now. And be like, well, because you were like, so nice. I got my nails done. When's it going to happen? And I was like, well, you know, it might not be this month. It might not be until February. Yeah. Then that night when he said that, I was so sad. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> you were so sad. <laughs> And I I had to like, I had to journal at three in the morning to kind of just get through that moment of just the sadness and just the the wanting something so bad and not being in control of when it happens and sitting with it. It was tough. And sat with it, you did for all of like one day. <laughs> so you really put basically what you're saying is you put me through hell <laughs> to, to throw me off. You're welcome. No, it's true. It's all, I, I did it to myself. <laughs> So when you had the ring and everything, were you was Santa Cruz like a front runner idea for you? It was one of them, yeah. Again, like either ocean or forest or something. I wanted to do something like that. It wasn't gonna be somewhere with a lot of people around, so it wasn't gonna be like a restaurant. Did you ask any of my family members for permission? No, no. But like the week before, or week of uh, the proposal, your brother had called me. He was like, so I know you guys are talking about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, uh-huh. I was trying to see what was going on there. And, you know, he was very nice. And he was like, like saying, well, like, I'm a big supporter of this and you. And so, like, what was to happen? And he said, like, welcome the family and that sort of thing. That is so sweet. It's true. It was sweet. A sweetheart. And I told him, like, you know, maybe this weekend or next weekend. Because think of the time. Again, like, I didn't know. Like, your never-ending plan changes were just flip-flopping back and forth for no reason that weekend. So I was right yeah. on the edge. Did you get annoyed with me throughout the process at any point? No, I think you got annoyed at yourself, though, because <laughs> I did. You were like obsessing over 
various aspects of this. And at some point we just like sat down. We we're just like, you just need to stop worrying about this. Cause like, it's going to happen. I was like, I think I said at the time, like it'll happen in this three month window. And like, we're six months away from that or whatever it was at the time. It's like, why are we worried? I did put us at engagement conversation jail. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For a while for it, was, it lasted, that lasted for a good, like six weeks. Um, of conversation jail. It was end of the year. It was like yeah. November, December. And like, we're doing all this other stuff and you were like obsessively getting into it. I'm like, we don't need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> there was a point. Happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 We knew it was going to happen on the most popular day. It was going to happen on Christmas or Christmas Eve or New Year's, New Year's Eve. Yes. The most popular day we found out is Christmas, the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then Valentine's Day. Those are like the most popular days for proposals. Yeah wild what did you think about getting proposed to well based off the number of times so unlike me who could clearly keep a secret and a surprise coming you are completely incapable of doing that i don't even know how many times randomly you'd look over at me and be like you have no idea you don't even know what's gonna happen and i was just like i think i, I think i have a pretty good idea what's gonna happen based off everything we've talked about <laughs> yeah I am horrible. I am ho- I love surprises, but I am horrible at them. And yes, I would say that because it almost comes out of my mouth and I have to just say that instead. <laughs> so was it a complete surprise? Definitely not. But that's okay. I mean, if a proposal is a complete surprise, it's probably not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what about just generally the idea of a of your female partner proposing to you, a man? We had talked about the whole proposal process and like, it was clear that you wanted me to propose to you. And that had always been, you know, my expectation as a man, I'd be proposing. (laughs) But if during that process, you've been like, I really want to do it. I would have been fine. I didn't, it wasn't something I like needed to do, but then, you know, you're never, uh, your inability to keep the secret. So I kind of knew, cause we'd be like talking about engagement rings and you'd be like, you don't even know. And I'd be like, well, (laughs) You have an engagement ring, right? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> you're giving it away. You never said that, though. You never, like, no. actually, no. Because no. you're nice. It could have been other things. I yeah. appreciate how open you are. But I'm excited. That's good. I'm glad. You seem very into it. Let's talk about the ring shopping process. People really had a lot of questions about this, and I, you became an expert in this. So we went ring shopping in December. What was that like for you? Uh, that was the first time I'd ever been into not a jewelry store, but there's a significant amount of wedding bands and engagement rings and stuff. So I think by the time we actually went in person, I knew like 90% of what I was to learn about this whole process. So that's fine. I mean, they measured our sizes. Uh, they got our exact sizes, which is definitely something you have to get somehow. And so that was good. You went in. We had talked about it before and you had shown me pictures before of things you were interested in and we came out having something completely different. Yeah. And from that perspective, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I I don't wear a lot of jewelry, so I'm, I was adamant about trying them on. This is something I want to enjoy wearing. I didn't want you to have to guess and then get it wrong because there are so many shapes and sizes and it's just, I love the experience. It felt very romantic to yeah. do that. I was so happy that day. You know, it was such a fun day for us. We had lunch after and I think we it kind of just I think it made both of us really excited for the it, like we were getting closer to the actual 
process doing it. Well, that was in December. Yeah, it was the first week of December. And I remember like to curb my focus on this moment, I think we had set that date in October. I think that's what happened is how we got you to stop talking about the engagement. It must have been October. We were like, we will go ring shopping on this date. And it was like, we don't have to to talk about it anymore because what's there to talk about? Right. Except for me trying to convince you to earlier. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. So after we went ring shopping, what was your next step? Go home, buy the first one I found on the internet. uh, Right. Wrap it up. No research at all. No research whatsoever. So I think going into that, I already done a lot of research into this whole weird industry of, of diamonds, which is completely just a terrible, terrible industry that is completely fake. And the prices are so artificial and they've been inflated for years and diamonds aren't rare. In case you don't know, diamonds aren't rare or intrinsically valuable. They're a common stone. It doesn't have any use. <laughs> But Johnny, I, I thought diamonds are forever. I thought that the diamonds are so special. I mean, what? They are pretty hard <laughs> as a stone. That's yeah. a cool thing about them. <laughs> and I mean, if you buy one that was made, quote unquote, in the earth, it is probably 4 billion years old, which is kind of cool. Or the one I got you, which is definitely not an earth made diamond, which is not even a good name, but it's like the closest thing that people are using yeah. now. So we got a lab grown one and there's different kinds and yours was made in November, 2023. And uh, you know, it'll last for 4 billion years. If- Great. Well, what was the resource you used for shopping for a diamond? Cause I feel like there was one site you really liked. Oh man, there were so many sites. So like there are 1 million different, different, but good jewelers. They all have online mm-hmm. presences. All of them will make you anything you want custom, probably for free. If you show them a picture of a band and you're like, I want this one, they'll make it. It doesn't cost anything uh, to make a custom ring. So they're happy to do it. The markup's huge. but It does cost something. If you're talking about doing a custom ring, I mean, if it's really elaborate, sure. But if it's like a fairly basic or common kind, they'll make the mold or cast or whatever it is once and they can use it forever. If you're talking about buying a, not the diamond, just the band itself, you're talking about that being in the range of like one to $2,000. The cost of making it custom is not significant in there. Right, right, right. I hear what you're saying. There's like that part, but then there's also the actual diamond itself. And so if you want a real one or you want a lab made one, there's obviously the four C's um, (laughs) to describe all these things. There's nothing like that inherently makes them good or bad. Right. Uh, and you can hardly cool. tell from the naked eye, like any differences. And you can tell yeah. some things, but a lot of things you can't tell. Almost none of the things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, almost none of the things, except for how big it is. Can you tell with your naked eye? But there was a, there was one site that you were using that I remember where you were researching different diamonds. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Yeah. It was called yeah. stone algo. Right. Stonealgo.com. Okay. Why did you like this one? Well, you know, I'm, somewhat of a scientist myself somewhat (laughs) somewhat a lot of my life is data and numbers and plots and things that are very exciting for me and no one else but like the cool thing about that website was that it lets you filter on each of those things individually so you could pick like you know i want one that has a color rating of this and a size of this and whatever and it's basically just it was a database of everything 
available on the market. And so you can be like, okay, of the 50,000 diamonds, or I have no idea how many there are. And then you can do things like sort it by price. And just mm-hmm. find the cheapest one. And that was nice because a lot of these online places, if you're like, I want this one stone, they will just get it. Again, it's not like anyone owns these things a lot of the time until right before they sell it. They don't want to hold an inventory of thousands of diamonds and then be like, I hope someone buys it. And so that was great because they had it. And it was nice to be on one website where it was kind of uniform compared to looking at a bunch of different individual websites because they were all over the place. And unless you could also like see a 3D video of the diamond, it's just like you have literally no idea what you're buying. All diamonds, if you look at like a bunch of two carat diamonds, they all look identical. You can't tell. But if you look at like a 3D video, sometimes you'd be like, oh, this one does have like occlusions in it, or you could mm-hmm. see problems with it. I love how deep you got into this. And of course, now it doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know. Now, like, of my like two friends and relationships that I can think of that are engaged, I'm like, so if you're going to do it, yeah, I'll show you, I'll show you how to do it. Very excited. This now. is your new YouTube channel. Uh, out of, uh, out of I'm very happy to never look at this again. <laughs> Where did you end up buying from? You know, buying from this place in LA called Adiamore. I put in the order online. I found the stone on that other website. Mm-hmm. Went there, had looked at a bunch of different websites. And again, like the ring setting that we picked for you, like based off the time we went and looked in person, I had a pretty good idea of what you wanted. And it's not that complicated or custom. Everybody makes one. For anyone listening, it's just a round stone with a pave band and a cathedral setting. And it's beautiful. I love it. I wasn't going yeah. for something super unique. Yeah. So I think... At one point, I'd gotten it down where I was like, I'll probably buy it from one of you know these three or five companies. And like they all had some version of that. And mm-hmm. I obsessively compared which one I thought <laughs> you would like the most. In the day, yeah, they were good. I put in the order through them. They immediately called me and told me that that diamond was not available. Fine. And I was like, great, because they had already sold it. But again, like I wasn't like obsessed and was like, oh, diamond with this specific ID number is mm-hmm. the only one in the world I can have. I was like, I want these characteristics. So I found another one the next day and then they sent it to me like a week later. Well, you only had it for a week before you popped the question, which I really appreciate. When the ring arrived, I was recovering from my surgery and I saw it like come through the door, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I couldn't get you away from that. <laughs> you couldn't get, no, I was on the couch. Like that's unavoidable. Also, we were like about to go to my follow-up a doctor appointment yes. like after my surgery <laughs> and you were worried that it was going to come while we were there so it didn't it was close that morning it was like nine to <laughs> noon they were going to deliver yeah. it and i think noon we had to be at your appointment and like sitting there like about to walk out the door and i was like oh well i guess they'll come back later and then like at 11 30 something they came and i was like okay we can leave yeah yeah so okay a few other random questions came in from instagram uh, the first one is, did you discuss your visions for a wedding before getting engaged? Somewhat, not super elaborately. It was pretty important to you t- to not do all of that before we were engaged. You did kind of put pump the brakes on wedding talk, which I appreciate like in a, in a good way. You, were, yeah. you wanted the engagement to really just be the engagement. And you didn't want to go too far in the process before we had rings on. I didn't want to talk about florists for the wedding. And I was like, I don't even have a ring yet. Yeah. I thought that we were doing that. But But it was was hard sometimes because we talk about the future a lot. And it was hard sometimes because like, especially for my struggle was that since we were getting engaged in Q1, which I said I wanted, 
I struggled because I'm like, I can't plan 2024, like my trip to New York and other things I usually do throughout the year until I know for if this is happening and if we're going to get married this year. So I did struggle with not talking about the future past engagement that much. Also, I love talking about the future. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was tough for me, but I'm glad that you pumped the brakes on that and had that boundary. And we talked about it a little bit. I think we, at a certain point, like maybe like way before we even moved in together, we probably talked about what kind of wedding we would want because we were going to weddings. And that's a pretty yeah. easy conversation to have. Like when you're a couple, as a couple, you're going to a wedding, you can start to get into the fantasy of like, what would we, what did we like? What didn't we like? What would we want? Parts of this six hour long wedding do we not want to ever do again? <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. So what do you think about this question? I think it's interesting. How do you talk about you want to get married without getting engaged or committing to it? Like, do you feel like the second we decided we would get married, we were technically engaged? Well, when did we decide we want to get married? I don't know. Our third date. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, How was our fourth date? I think when we moved in together, it was pretty clear that that was the direction of this relationship. The answer to all these questions is it's not like one conversation. Even like from our initial dates, it was like, what are you looking for in a relationship? You know, what do you want long term? Not like, so will you marry me in one year now that we're on our third date? That's a crazy <laughs> thing to do. But you can be like, you know, do you want to get married in the future? Is that something you see yourself doing? When might you want to do that? Especially if you're talking mm-hmm. about kids. Yeah. I remember right, right before I went to Italy, we had a date at a sushi place and you asked me what I'd want my timeline, to, our timeline to be for getting engaged and married. You were like, you basically were asking me, how long do you want to be engaged for? And when do you want all this to happen? And that's when I was like, Q1 would want to get married the same year. And we had that conversation. <laughs> do you remember that? I remember some of that. I mean, we yeah. have that conversation a lot of different times. But you, you really funny. did bring that up, though. Well, guys got to know. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. And the last question is, how do you decide you had dated long enough to know you were ready to commit to marriage? It's a hard question. That's a tough one. How do you know? Um, we both know we're still taking a risk. We've only known each other 18 months. And by the time we get married, it'll be just over two years, which to yeah. me seems fine. That's what my parents did. Not that that worked out or anything, but I think your parents did too. I guess in my head, I had the idea that two years is long enough to know. And we could still change our minds. You could still, there could be something you haven't revealed to me yet that I would just... Like, no, I cannot do this. <laughs> oh, I know you say that, but that, the truth is it's not It's not true. I already, I liked it. I put a ring on it. It's locked <laughs> down, baby. You can't get out now. I can't get out? All right. No. I, I like it here. I'll stay. But basically what I'm trying to say is even though we ha- are engaged, it doesn't mean things still don't fall apart. And also when you get married, things can still fall apart. So it, it's always a risk at any point in the relationship when you decide to commit and go to the next level you still don't know what the outcome is really going to be, but you trust that you are headed in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, looking at the question, have you decided you've dated long enough so that you're ready to commit? Like we're still dating. Uh, the rate of things I find out that are new about you has definitely gone down, but like I still find <laughs> out new things and that's fine. I'm trying to think of what the last new thing I learned about you is. I think the last new thing I learned about you was last night when you told me you were in electronic music class and you played me that song. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. What a time to be alive. That song had not been played in 14 years. So it was Good. resurrected from my old roommate's hard drive. Anyway, Johnny, is there any any final thoughts you have on this process of getting engaged? That wasn't so bad. I'm glad I spent, you know, 
three months salary on the ring. Oh wait, I didn't do anything crazy <laughs> like that. Wait, that's how that's how much you make? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, nope. um, everything they tell you in the diamond industry is a lie. Do not listen to them. <laughs> not to say that every salesperson is a liar, but that do your own research, like anything do else. Do your own research. Yeah, make like your own decisions. Else. Don't yeah. let other people be like, well, you need to spend some absurd amount of money on this thing. Or it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You should talk to your partner about what they want and make sure that aligns with what you want in this, like everything else. Yes. Great advice. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us and having this conversation with the Dating Intentionally community. I appreciate your vulnerability a lot and I love you. I hope you enjoyed this special episode. It was very nice to have Johnny on and talk through this whole process. Thank you for all your questions. These questions came from Instagram, so appreciate. Just appreciate you being here. It's been really fun to go on this journey and even share things somewhat publicly, or I guess very publicly. (laughs) I really like being able to inspire you, so I hope that that is what you feel. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. I love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love or inspiration. If any of these episodes have helped you in your dating journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally, and I'll catch you next time. Mm